When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, we say, interrupt the status quo interrupt the normal flow god we thank you that this is our month to spring forward and we declare sudden fast forward movement in every area of our lives in jesus name god just like today's flow has been different than what we're used to god let this week be different than what we're used to but not in a negative way but let it be in an amazing incredible miraculous sign field wondrous way we thank you for sudden fast forward movement come on 915 speak that over your life say sudden fast forward movement in jesus name if somebody on your way to your seat just tell them say you will not be stagnant 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 you will be the curse breaker in your bloodline you will not be stagnant. Your marriage won't be stagnant. Your money won't be stagnant. Your children won't be stagnant. Your faith won't be stagnant. Your future won't be stagnant. You will not hit a ceiling in your career. You will not be stagnant in your career. You will not be stagnant in business. You will not be stagnant. You will not be stagnant in Jesus' name. Come on, open your mouth. Worship God for five seconds right there. Go. Five. Four. Three. Two. Come on, shout. I will not be stagnant. Let's go to work. This series all this month has been called How to Spring Forward because God isn't stuck nor stagnant in everything that he does. Say everything. Everything that he does and everything that he allows in your life is for movement. What is movement? It is change or development. Change can happen instantaneously. Development means it happens over time. Sometimes because you're the thing that's being changed, you don't even recognize that you're changing. You don't even recognize the progress that's been made. Certain things shifted in your mind so quickly, you didn't even recognize that there was a shift. Because you used to see yourself as a victim, but now you see yourself as a victor. You used to see yourself as David, but you thought that you were the underdog, but now that you realize that God was the one that you he was under you which means he wasn't with Goliath God was under me supporting and, and and helping me sometimes when you are developing you don't see the stages of development because you are in the midst of the stages of development I've been referencing the butterfly which has how many stages four stages 
of its life. Stage one, it's as small as a sesame seed on a sesame seed bun. Stage two, it grows to 100 times its size. Stage three, it looks like it has regression. And for some of you, there are areas of your life where it looks like you're falling behind. You're not. You're actually springing forward. Why? Because in stage three, that butterfly is in a chrysalis or a cocoon and is either suspended behind a tree or underground. And watch me, it stays there as little as two weeks or as long as two years predicated upon how big it's going to be. For some of you, let's just tell the truth. There are certain areas of your life that have been in dark, hidden places for years. But guess what? I came to announce to you and prophesy you're about to see sudden, fast, forward, Movement. Now, some of y'all, watch me, I can already sense your lack of faith. So I'm going to need you to make sure you're sitting next to somebody that's got faith. And if they don't, I want you to ignore them for the rest of this message and reach around them. Make them feel uncomfortable being around you. Don't you let them make you feel uncomfortable. I need you to touch somebody next to you and say, you're about to spring forward. And if they don't put a praise behind that, I want you to make that devil feel uncomfortable for the whole rest of this message. I want you to shut that spirit down and make them feel uncomfortable for the whole rest of this message. At your house, I need you to make the enemy feel uncomfortable, not you. Say, I'm springing forward. It is change or development. It is a change in your location or your position. Your location is where you are. And for some of you, that's physical. For some of you, you're going to physically change your location. But for some of you, it's the location you're at in your mind. It's where you see yourself. Sometimes you don't see yourself as what you are because you are what you see. And sometimes it's difficult to see that you've moved locations even internally because you're the thing that has moved locations. Uh, sometimes you have to just take a moment and look back over your life. And this is, this is what the Bible says. This I recall to my mind. There are certain things you have to look back over your life and say, wait a minute. While I'm complaining about where I am, I'm missing the fact that it's not where I used to be. While I'm upset about where I'm at, I'm missing the fact that it's not where I used to be. I'm missing the fact that I started over here, and I'm not all the way over there, but watch me, I'm halfway there. And for some of you all, God needs to see your celebration about the steps that you've already made in your location change instead of the negativity and your complaining about the fact that you're not all the way there yet. Somebody say, I'm springing forward. So Wednesday, we learn everything in our lives should be profitable, even our hurt and pain. Isaiah 48 and 17. The Bible says, I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit. Teaches you means that there's a lesson that has to be learned in the midst of situations that look like you, they are not profitable. God says, I'm going to teach you how to profit. What does the word profit mean? To gain profit or benefit. Uh, profit is not just what you have. Profit is what you have left over after expenses. So here it is, simple math. Revenue less expenses equals profit. And for many of you, you got to hear me, your days of being unprofitable in any area of your life have come to their conclusion. You will never go through anything else and not be able to walk out of it and say, baby, I bet you I got a bag. I you will not go through anything else, whether it's financial or otherwise, and say, you know what? I'm glad I went through that breakup. It profited me. I'm glad I went through that betrayal. It profited me. I'm glad my family did me like they did. It profited me. I'm glad my friends did me like they did. It profited me. Open your mouth, seven or 915, say, I am profitable in every way. It means to gain profit or to gain benefit, to gain profit or to gain benefit, to gain profit or to gain benefit, which means not only will I have something that I can say, look at what I got for what I went through. 
Look at what I got for what I went through. But I'll also be able to say, and there's some benefits that I got too. There's some things that money couldn't buy that this thing showed me. I got some wisdom that, watch me, school would never be... I got a strength about me that school would never be able to teach me. You know how I learned to be bold? As I got put in a lion's den and had to roar back. You know how I learned how to fight? I had to be dropped in the midst of a fight and couldn't come home a loser. Y'all not going to say nothing to me. Come on, somebody say, I'm profitable in every way. To gain profit or benefit, to set forward. Pay attention, versus to set back. So God says, I'm the Lord that teaches you how to set forward versus to set back. Meaning, even in the midst of what looks like a setback, because I teach you how to profit, it will actually set you forward. Which, which means, I'm teaching you how to do this. Which means, somebody right next to you may not decide to get the lesson. So they'll go through the same thing and come out not profitable. But you'll go through the same thing and say, that was the best thing. So what happened when coronavirus started? I started speaking over the people of Harvest that we were going to profit in the midst of a pandemic. So while other people saw setback, everybody connected to this V was... You got better, you got stronger, your money increased, you started businesses, you got mental health on a whole nother level, you're emotionally stronger, you're better. And let's go here, 915, you may not be where you want to be. But you can thank God that you are not where you used to be. Somebody say, he set me forward in the midst of a setback. Then it means to do good. What does this mean? Even if what was done to you wasn't good. Which means God says, I will make you so profitable that you will do good even if good wasn't done to you. So let me free some of you up. Nobody used you. Nobody took advantage of you. Nobody, uh, nobody, wait, look at me. Nobody wasted your time. Why? Because I get profit out of everything. I get profit out of everything. Oh, they just strung me along. No, boo. They don't have the power to do that to you. You get profit out of everything. I shouldn't have stayed on that job. No, you get profit out of everything because you met somebody on the job that you're about to run into. And when you run into them, that's about to be your hookup. I need you to prophesy to somebody close to you. Say you did not waste anything. So, so, so I was having a, I was having a meeting for something I was looking at. Uh, 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 I was having a meeting for something I was looking at while I was in Atlanta. And, and, and as I began to look at it, I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm going to do this meeting. The Holy Ghost said, do the meeting because everything is profitable for you. I said, I got all of this stuff to do. I said, there's a lot of stuff to do. And so this meeting is way over here. Where I need to be to do this other stuff is way up here. He said, do the meeting. So I do the meeting. As I'm doing the meeting, we're going through everything. And I'm like, okay, okay, all right, okay, hmm, all right, okay, okay, okay. And then as we're coming out, somebody hollers at me and the gentleman as we were walking through this particular project. And, and, and they yell out. And I'm, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah. Who yelling out? He said, oh, you need to meet that person. He said, that's the mayor. I said, well, hello, Mr. Mayor. How you doing? He, he, said, he said, yeah, all of this. And he shows me this thing. He says, look at all this land mass. And so he begins to walk it through. He might even be watching now. Hey, Mr. Mayor. He may be watching right now. He, he was the mayor of, of one of the newly created cities where we were, there was something we were looking for for favor in that area. <laughs> so what I thought was not going to be the best use of my time because he teaches me how to profit. I'll be in the right place at the right time all day every day and who i need i didn't have to schedule no meeting 
I didn't have to go through no office. I didn't have to contact nobody. He said, well, here, Bishop, just call me on my, y'all ain't going to say nothing. Open up your mouth, 915. Say, I'm profitable in every way. So many of those types of situations. I just want to give you one to show you an example that God, watch me, you, you didn't waste anything. He said, because there's somebody that you met in your previous that's going to be your hookup in your next. What do you mean hook up? I mean, they're going to be the one to favor you. They're going to be the one to say, you know what? We needed somebody to take this department over, and I couldn't think of anybody else but. So even if good wasn't done to you, God says you will do good. Say, I'm doing good. And you will be and you will have. This is what the word prophet means. Then God says, I am the one who leads you by the way that you should go. Which means, hear me, you can't be profitable if you're trying to be in somebody else's position or place. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead you by the way you should go. Which means if you're trying to compare you to somebody else, you got, you're not going to be led the way you should go because you're trying to be like them. And I'm so glad you're sitting next to somebody that says, listen, I love me some me. Not perfect, but I love me some me. Got some challenges, but I love me some me. Love God, love people, and love life. Jesus said the greatest command will be to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. The second is like it, to love your neighbor as equal to how you love yourself, which means I'm not hating on nobody else because I love my journey. I ain't mad at nobody else. I love my journey. I'm not hating on anybody else being blessed. Guess what? If he blessing you, you next to me, that means he's in the neighborhood. I must be. I must be next. To somebody close to you say, you must be next. You must be next. He'll lead you by the way you should go. And while everybody else is selling, you'll be buying. While everybody else is buying, you'll be selling. While everybody else is saying it's rainy, you'll say this is the best day. While everybody else is saying how bad it is, you'll be saying how good it is. He teaches us how to profit. So today's message, you ready? And you're going to see this emotion. It's called springing out of stagnation. Springing out of stagnation. Because stagnation leads to stuck. If you spring out of stagnation, you won't get stuck. What is the definition of stuck? Not being able to continue because of difficulty. You only stop because it's difficult because you got stagnant when it became difficult. You only get stuck because you got stagnant when it became difficult. See, stagnation ain't stuck. And some of you, you're misdiagnosing your situation, which is why you shouldn't, you shouldn't speak crazy over your situation. You're not stuck. You're just stagnant. And today, we're about to get you up out of that. Because I know it was difficult, but you're about to figure out an answer. I know it was challenging, but you're about to figure out a way to make it through. Number two, unable to move mm, from a particular position or place, which means, pay attention, this is stuck, unable to move. Stagnant means when you saw that it was becoming a difficult place, instead of finding a new door, a new window, a new approach, a new attitude, you just decided, I can't. And the problem with I can't is that anything that follows an I, what did Moses uh, say? He says, Lord, he says, now, we know you as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He, he said, but we don't know your name. He said, what is your name? God says, here's my name, a year, a shay, a year in Hebrew. It means I am that who I am, which means every time you say something I and you put something after it, you're putting God's name on it. And for some of y'all, you need to repent because you've been taking the name of the Lord in vain. You thought it was saying G-O-D and a word of profanity. That's not it. Taking his name in vain is when you say, I can't. I'm broke. I'm this. I'm that. I'm that. But instead, you need to say, I can do all. 
things through Christ that strengthens me. I am well able. I am blessed. I am rich. I am prosperous. I am 100% healthy and whole. I love the Lord and the Lord loves me. God makes even my enemies be at peace with me. I am, I am, I am. Would you lay your hands on yourself say, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. I don't like the way you're talking to yourself. Talk more aggressively. Say, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. You are not stuck. You are just stagnant. But in 10 minutes, you're going to be out of your stagnation. You are not stuck. You were just stagnant. But you're about to bust a move. You're about to bust a move. You're about to bust a move. Somebody say, I'm springing for it. Number three, number three, number three. It means unable to change a situation. So this is stuck. But, but you get stagnant first. What does this mean? That when the situation began to get difficult or rough, rather than stopping, assessing, and making amendments and adjustments, you continued to try to force what was no longer a fit. You ever been doing something and something gets stuck? And it's because you were like, I'm going to force it. This is how some of your friendships are. You force them. This is, how some of, this is how some of your relationships are. You force them. It's quiet in the building. Well, what's me? In other words, meaning, it, it doesn't even mean that this is the wrong path. You ever had a zipper get stuck on you? Well, the, before the zipper got stuck, the zipper got stagnant because you could feel the resistance. Which means what you needed to do is take a look at it so that you could adjust it. And for some of y'all, there's some things you need to look at because you need to adjust. And you're so used to being on autopilot, you're not looking at it, you're just going through it. Number four, set in a position, place, or way of thinking. This is perhaps the worst place to be when you're stuck because it means you're set. And some of you, here's what you say, I'm set in my ways. That means you're stuck. Because if I'm too old to change, that means you're dead. The worst thing to be is the living dead. For some of you, you're talking about, oh, Lord, what would happen if it was a zombie apocalypse? It already is one. It's called the world. It's a lot of people that are set and stuck in their ways, which means they are the walking dead, which means they're walking around like zombies because they're stuck. They're, this is the way I think. This is the way I act. This is the way I am. I ain't never leaving this sin. I ain't never doing this. I ain't never. And your nevers are what have you in a place called stuck like Chuck, but in about nine minutes... I pray and prophesy over you. You will not be stuck nor stagnant in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Come on, say, Lord, I'm open to change. Say, I'm open to different. I am not stuck in my ways. See, for some of you, this is why your relationships fail. It's because you're set in a way that don't work. And it's not even that you have high standards. You have none because you'll let trifling come in and do it. So don't say it's that. What it is, is is that you have become stuck in your ways. You have become set in your ways. And sometimes, watch me, the Bible says his ways are not like our ways. His ways are higher. Which means sometimes, watch me, this is what you have become. What you're bonded on. You ready? For, for some of you, this is what you've become. You, you are just stagnant and stuck. And you and look and you look good because you coordinate. You got your black and your white and your pink with your accents and you got your rhinestones. You got your you got your you got your you got all of that. But really, the truth is, you got your red solo cup with with Kool Aid in it. Just Kool Aid. Y'all ready? But see, but you know what this is? This is really this because you've grown with a pacifier. 
because you're stuck in your ways. You're stuck in your thinking. And God sometimes has to shake, excuse me, 915, the hell out of you to get the hell out of you. Hell is a Greek word, Gehenna, which means trash. And sometimes the way you've set has become trashy and you don't even recognize how trashy you've become. But today, I ain't playing with you, 915. I feel a real strong anointing right now here. I need you to elbow somebody and say, you cannot get set in your ways. Which means you may have to do things different. You may have to handle things different. You may have to do differently. I know you're so you. I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. Sometimes you're going to have to be different because everybody ain't going to tolerate your mess. Everybody ain't going to tolerate your foolishness. Everybody, but this is how I say it. Everybody ain't going to tolerate that. You cannot be set in a way that does not work. Somebody say, I'm open. Say it again. Say, I'm open. So watch me, watch me, watch me. This, 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 this is stuck. You ready for this? All right, all right. Now this is stagnant. No activity. So we couldn't have gotten to stuck and if we never would have went to stagnant. Because if the activity would have continued, you never would have gotten to stuck. For some of you, you say, I'm waiting on God. God says, no, you're not. You're stagnant. Because you are doing nothing to move in the direction that I said. I'm just waiting. To, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting. And God says, you ain't even opened the program yet. You haven't even started the course. You haven't even started the class. You haven't even opened the email. You know what pisses me off about people? Excuse me. Actually, no. I mean it exactly the way I said it. It's when people tell me what they can't do and they ain't even tried to do it. You, you, you ever been around somebody where they telling you what can't be done and you're like, well, did you even try? Why? Because don't say God changed me and then not do anything to... Come on, 915. Don't say, God, make me better. And then the moment God's like, okay, let's do something, then you're like, well, I can't, I can't, I can't. I pray that you would not be inactive, but I pray you would be taking steps to move towards what God has ordained for your life every day. And even if it's only a step, watch me celebrate that step. Even if it's only one email, watch me celebrate that email. Even if it's only one phone call, watch me celebrate. Even if all I did was read it and I ain't read it yet, let me take some action. Number two, sluggish. Here's another thing. See, see, watch me. So no activity. You didn't do anything to move in the direction of what you say it was supposed to happen. I'm waiting on God. God says, well, did you even look it up? Did you Google it? Did you try it? Did you research it? Did you, did you make a phone call? Or is the only thing you're doing reporting what can't be done and you ain't ever tried to do it? Number two, sluggish, sluggish. You move slow. All right, now this one, this one, I need your help. I need your help. I need every anointed person in here, which is everybody, every anointed person online. Say, I'm anointed for this. All right, I need you to just touch somebody close to you online. You tag them or you type it in the comments. If there's nobody there with you, stretch your hands. Say, you will not be sluggish another day of your life say there will be an urgency about you you will not put it off tell them say you will not procrastinate you will not be sluggish say I push you forward say I push you forward sluggish sluggish Sluggish, let's revisit our case study. Sluggish is saying, I don't have no time to do it, but you got time for Xbox. 
Sluggish is, I don't have no time to research it, but yet you always out to eat. It's quiet in this building. Sluggish is, I can't find a godly man, but this is how you come out the house. Listen. Huh? Say something. Huh? See, see, this is sluggish. Sluggish is like... I want you to pay attention to the part that takes long to move. Yo, sometimes moves a little too. Okay, now let me come over here because everybody needs to see this. Look at the part that's taking too long to move. And for some of you, watch me. God, help me to say this in a way that I can make them touch their neighbor and say it. For some of you, there are parts of you that move way too slow. Hold on, let's get him right. Let's get him right. Okay, let's get him. No, no, let's get him right. Let's get him right. Okay, okay. And every time we try to do something, oh. Watch me. You're resting when you need to be. I just need a break. From what exactly? Because I'm trying to figure out what you accomplished. So now, everybody that deals with you got to drag you. And at one point, it's just your caboose was taking too long. And now all of you is just a weight. And I pray that you would not be a weight. I pray that you would not be a burden. Watch me, not just to other people, but lay your hands and say, I won't be a burden to myself. Because for some of you, your spirit is trying to pull you, but you're the one that's laying down, fighting, hollering, and acting a fool. But make this declaration say, I'm springing out of stagnation. Let's go. Number three, no flow, no flow, no flow. Yielding an unpleasant smell as a consequence. Stagnant water stinks. Stagnant water is thick. Stagnant water, if you, you, ever, you ever had your sink, just look at me. Everybody look at me. You ever had your sink um, water, you know, you left it in there for a little bit? Talking about you letting the dishes soak. They've been soaking since Sunday. It's Thursday. Right? So I say, so, so you let it in, and then what happens? So what happens? So now you put your, you put your hand into the water, and you're like, mm. Watch me. Water's not supposed to feel like this. Let me explain why some of you feel the way you do. You shouldn't feel this way, predicated upon the progress that you should be making. But it feels bad, watch me, because you've become stagnant. You ready? Water shouldn't feel that way. Water shouldn't be thick. <laughs> Water shouldn't leave a... Look like you got some aloe vera in there, some gelatin in there. It doesn't feel right, watch me, and it doesn't smell right. And for some of you, this is why you're so attitude -y. This is why you're so moody. This is why you're so off all the time. This is why it's easier to not deal with you. This is why people don't want to be bothered. And you're like, well, because I'm anointed. Or you're annoying, one of the two. Because when you're stagnant, nobody wants to be around you because there's no movement. There's no flow. And for some of you, hear me, in five minutes, your life is about to get a flow. Okay, I'm not playing with you, 915. What is the flow? Something's about to shift on the inside of you. 
and your unpleasant smell and unpleasant feel is about to leave. Lift your hands in this building and online. Say, God, I need movement. Say, you're the God of movement. So move in me right now. So move in me right now. Move around me right now. Now come on 915, I just need you to go to two people and just say your movement is starting. Your movement is starting. Online, type it, your movement is starting. Your movement is starting. Your movement? Your movement is starting. Your movement is starting. Your movement is starting. And you're going to feel better. And your attitude's going to be better. And your outlook's going to be better. And how you think about yourself is going to be better. And how you think about people is going to be Come on, 915, say he's the God of movement. So let's go here. Let me show you this last, last piece because I need you to get this. I need you to show you if, we, if you never get stagnant, you won't get stuck. So I need you to catch the principle. We got to catch this stuff before it becomes where you need a miracle. We got to catch this stuff before you suicidal. We got to catch this stuff before you at divorce court. We got to catch this stuff before you taking depression pills. Talk to me, 950. We got to catch this stuff before it pulls you way out there. We got to catch this stuff before bankruptcy. We got to catch this stuff before you didn't tore your house up. We got to catch this stuff before you didn't spend all your money. Say, let's catch it and let's kill it. Come on, 915. Say, let's catch it and let's kill it. So in 2 Kings 6 and 7, everyone is stuck in stagnation. Pay attention to the wording. Everyone is stuck in stagnation. Pay attention. Because if you never get stagnant, you'll never get stuck. But the worst thing to do is to get stuck in stagnation. Everyone is stuck in stagnation. What's going on? Look at 2 Kings 6.25. As a result of the siege. So uh, this king comes against the Hebrews. And the Bible says, as a result of the siege, there was a food shortage in the city. It was so severe that a donkey's head cost 80 pieces of silver. His head. Watch me. And a half a pound of Doug's dung cost five pieces of silver. Do you understand what dung is, church? Okay. Dung. Because some of y'all may think, ooh, that's Hebrew. Mm -mm, that's... <laughs> excrement. I want you to pay attention. A, a donkey's head was 80 pieces of silver. It, look up the cost of silver right now. Look at our silver right now. I think the cost of silver, uh, let's just say it's $20, $20 piece. Okay. All right. For a, dog, for a donkey's head. Okay. You miss again. Some dung from a dove is five pieces of silver. Which means you paying to eat. Come on, 915. I got a fifth Sunday next Sunday, so. Woo. Somebody say, inflation was high. If a donkey's head cost this much, and if a half a pound, look, it ain't even a pound. Could you imagine going to the butcher shop? Say, we out of lamb. <laughs> we, we out of, you know, the Hebrews, so they didn't, they didn't do the pork. We out of lamb, we out of fish, we out of, we out of all of that. He said, we got donkey's heads, and we, and we got doves done. This all we got left. Say, say this all they had. And, he said, and if you want some of this nasty mess, it's going to cost you 80 pieces of silver for the head, and it's going to cost you five pieces of silver for a half a pound, which, which means, say, a half a pound. 
Seb, what's the number? Just give me the number. Just tell me the number. Twenty-five. Okay, so twenty-five dollars. Twenty-five dollars. So, so check this out. So twenty-five dollars. So eighty pieces times twenty-five dollars. Could you imagine spending that much money today to get the head of a donkey? In case you've never seen a donkey's head, there's not much meat there. What you gonna have? Cheeks, tongue. Chop the teeth down and put a little water in and make a paste. I mean, I just want you to think of how bad the situation was. Say, but everybody was in that situation. Verse 33, the king of Israel arrived, and when he arrives, he gets to Elisha's house. Elisha's the man of God. I want you to pay attention to what he said. The king of Israel arrived and said, it is the Lord who has brought this trouble on us. Watch this next part of the verse. Why should I wait any longer for him to do something? He could have made it different. He didn't, so why should I wait on him? He could have changed this, but he didn't, so why should I wait on him? He could have made this work, but he didn't, so why should I wait on him? He could have stopped them from sieging the city in the first place, so why in the world should we wait on him? If the leader is talking this way, imagine how the people feel. If the leader who's got access to all the resources thinks this way, imagine what the people feel. And for some of you, you sit in a leadership seat. You're the head of your house. You're the head of your family. You're the head of your department. You're the head of people. If you can sometimes feel this way, imagine what the people are feeling. And he said, why should I wait on the Lord in longer wait means why should I hope say I'm getting my hope back he said why should I expect in other words he says I'm not even expecting nothing to change I, I get up and I don't even expect things to be different I get up and I don't even expect things to look differently I expect it to be the same old same and for some of you you've been getting exactly what you've expected nothing you've been getting exactly what you hoped for nothing but in just about three minutes you're about to get your hope and your now unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think. Those are expectations. I need you to up your expectations. Please, 915, open your mouth say, increase my hope. Increase my expectations. It literally means, why should I hope any longer? Why should I expect? You ready for this last one? Why should I waste time? Definition of the word wait in Hebrew, this is what it means. He says, why should I waste any more time? He said, I wasted enough time on this. I, w I looked at this several ways. He ain't done nothing. And in essence, here's what the king is saying. And I don't think he's going to do nothing. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. Because it shocked you who in the last 48 hours has felt that way. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. Here's what we're all going to do. If you've ever felt that way at any point in your life, when I count the three, listen, why are you counting? So we don't want to court. When I count the three, I just want you to praise God in advance. Why? Because the next verse we're going to read is going to be how he springs out of stagnation. So you may have been stuck in verse 33, please. You may have been stuck in verse 33. You ready? But when I read this next verse, I'm going to show you you'll spring out. One, two, three. Praise God right there. If you've ever felt that way. If you've ever felt that way. If you've ever felt that way, 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 but open up your mouth, say, but I'm springing forward out of stagnation. Now let's go, pre let's go deep and prophetic. Let's go back to the previous verse. Go back to the previous. 633, six the number of man, 33 the death of Jesus. Which means God says, I sometimes have to get you, you ready? 
I have to get you to the edge where everything about who you were dies. I'll come over here and talk. See, watch me. Some of you, I just need to be honest, as a shepherd, it's just a crazy thing to watch people sometimes, and you're like, I see why you're in this cycle. I see why you're in this circle. Because for all your shouting, for all your notes, you don't do nothing you're taught. You ready? Anyway, he says, the king of Israel arrived and said, it's the Lord who did this. So he's blaming God for why his situation is the way it is. Come on, somebody and say, God isn't responsible for this. Say, your stagnation is. Six man, 33 death. I need this to kill your doubt. Your this is why for some of you it feels like death. And for some of you it feels so rough. It's designed to kill something. And death should feel like grief. And death should feel like grief. It's designed to take things in you and just mm, cut that trick's head off. It's supposed to feel like that. Please, touch somebody says, supposed to feel like that. But here's their springing out of it. 2 Kings 7 and 1. So Elisha hears the king say this. And Elisha is the man of God. And when Elisha hears the king say, say this, here's what the Bible says. Elisha answered. Because the king said, why should I wait? So they showed up to church on April 23rd, 2023, in the building and online. Bishop answered. Listen to what the Lord says. By this time tomorrow, you will be able. I ain't got to read the rest of the verse. I don't have to read the rest of the verse. See, some of you, you're getting your expectation. You expect nothing. That's why you see nothing. Ooh, I want to hit some of y'all in the head with this microphone. Please open up your mouth and say, but my expectations have to increase right now. Look at me, look at me. Everybody stand, everybody stand. How is it that some people, everybody stand in the building online. How is it that some people hear this, see this, and then some of y'all hear this, see nothing? Lay your hands on yourself. You ain't touch your neighbor. Say, I'll tell you what the problem is. You're touching it. By this time tomorrow, you will be able. Say, I'll be able. Now, watch me. He didn't say that they were going to get free stuff. He says, by this time tomorrow, you will be able to buy in Samaria 10 pounds of the best wheat, 20 pounds of barley for one piece of silver. In other words, he says, by this time tomorrow, you will do what you couldn't do. By this time tomorrow, you will see what you couldn't see. By this time tomorrow, you will hold what you could not hold. By this time tomorrow, you will possess what you could not possess. I ain't going to do it for you, but by this time tomorrow, you will be able. 915. By this time tomorrow, your credit will be able. By this time tomorrow, your situation will be able. By this time tomorrow, the door will be open. By this time tomorrow, shout, I will be able. See, watch me. He didn't say God's going to do this for you. He says, by this time tomorrow, you will be able. Why? Because I'm about to get you out of stagnation. The issue is in your ability. It's not in God's desire. Come on, open your mouth and say, it's his ability. Or excuse me, say, it's my ability, not his desire. Look at me, verse 2. 
the personal attendant of, of the king said to, said to Elisha, make sure, look at the person on your left or right, because they might be this one. The personal attendant of, of the king said to Elisha, that can't happen. Uh, come on, you two, come on Facebook. If you got somebody around you where their posture is speaking, where their face is speaking, this can't happen. Watch, watch their word. Look what he says. Not even the Lord himself, if he was to send grain at once, can this happen? So here's what Elisha said. Here's what I say to those of you. I'm going to give you one more opportunity to get it right. And you're going to see the rest of us get praise reports. And in seven days, you're going to be in the same mess. Listen, if that's strong, I hope it is. Because I need everybody to spring out of stagnation. Somebody say, everybody's coming together. Grab somebody by the elbow. Grab somebody by the shoulder. Grab them and just say, no man left behind. No woman left behind. So let me say this, and then I'm going to give you one more opportunity to get your posture right, get your praise right, get your pronouncements right. He says, you will see it, but you will not get any. He says, you will see it happen, but you won't get to eat any of it. Now, for those, Father, who choose to respond in this moment without negativity or unbelief, let them get 2 Kings 7 and 2. But for the rest of us that choose to place our faith in you, no man left behind, no woman, no boy, no girl, by this time tomorrow we will be able. One, two, three, go, go, go. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. You will be able. You will be able. You will be able. You will be able. Shake three people's hands and say, you will be able. By this time tomorrow, I said shake three people's hand. You will be able. By this time tomorrow. Stand, stand. Stand with me. Stand with me. Stand with me. So 2 Kings 7 and 3. 2 Kings 7 and 3. So watch me. There were four men who were suffering from a dreaded skin disease, say leprosy. They were outside the gates of Samaria. They said to each other, why should we wait here and die? When you were a leper, you had to dress different. You couldn't be around everybody else, which means you had to be around people that had your same problem, so you never got out of it because you'll never get out of the problem that you surround yourself with. Now, for some of you, the reason you keep staying in it is because you keep going around people with the same problem. And so you keep going around loose people and no wonder why you loose. Y'all ain't going to talk to me 915? You keep going around doubters, no wonder why you doubt. You keep going around sloppy people, no wonder why it's such a fight to get you to be excellent. Ready? Four men were suffering from a dreaded skin disease. They were outside the gates of Samaria. They said to each other, why should we wait here until we die? Say, they questioned their current situation. Verse 4. It's, it's no use going into the city because we'd starve to death in there. But if we stay here, we'll die also. So let's go to the Syrian camp. Watch this. The worst they can do is kill us. But maybe. Here is faith. I don't know for sure, but I'm going on a maybe. I, 9.15, where your faith at? I don't know for certain, but I got to do this on a It might not work out the way I want it to, but I'm going on a I'm starting a business on a I'm sending the application on a I'm making a phone call on a but maybe they will spare our lives. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, do it on a maybe, do it on a maybe, do it on a maybe. 
I don't know for sure, but I'm doing it on a maybe. I don't know if it's going to work the way I want it to, but I'm doing it on a maybe. Why? I cannot be stagnant. I cannot be stagnant. I can't let fear keep me locked down in stack. We're going. We're going. Verse 5. Here, here, here's, here's, here's your piece. That's why I need you standing. Because I need you standing. Because this is where you at. So as it began to get dark, they went to the Syrian camp. But when they reached it, no one was there. So let me show you where they were. They were in this stagnant place outside of the city because lepers couldn't be around everybody else. The Syrian camp, those are the people who caused the problem in the first place. They're the ones that invaded the nation that created the seeds that created the inflation that Elisha spoke to. This is why I just spoke that over your life. Because notice, stagnation didn't break until the man of God spoke. And it's not going to break for you until you speak. Come on, lay your hands on yourself and say, say something. That was me. So they said, we can, either, we can either just stay in this stagnant place and we can become stuck in stagnation. Or we can try on a maybe. We can try on a maybe. So they said, they may kill us when we get to the Syrian camp because they don't really like us that much. They don't really want to see us there. They don't really want to see us prosper. They don't You'd be surprised at how many people are secretly rooting for your failure. You'd be surprised at how many people are secretly rooting that you don't do well. But guess what? I hope God gives them a front row seat to you. Don't kill them. Not yet. Wait a few months. Let them watch. Let them see. Touch your neighbor. Say he's giving them a front row seat. Whoa. Don't kill them yet. Let them watch first. Let them watch first. Let's give them something to watch. Let's give them something to see, 915. Let's give them a victory to celebrate. Let's make their blood boil. Let's make them wish they never put their mouths on us. Let's make them wish they never counted us out. Because if you count us out, evidently you can't count. Elbow somebody and say, go on a maybe. Let's go. So they're thinking... They're thinking 915. We got, hey, Bashete Oh my God. Oh my God. So that's me. So they're thinking when they get to the city, they're gonna have to go through all of this stuff. They're thinking when they get to the city, they're gonna have to go through all of this stuff. They're thinking that when they get to the city. It's going to be all of this stuff. They're thinking that when they get to the job, it's going to be all of this stuff. They're thinking that when they get to the new department, it's going to be all of this stuff. But the Bible says God waited for it to get dark. And for some of y'all, God says, I needed it to get dark. Because when it gets dark, you're about to bust a move. When it gets dark, you're about to take your step. When it gets dark, you're about to take your leap. Please open your mouth, 915. Say, I'm springing forward. God, God, God waited for it to get dark. God waited for it to get dark. What does this mean? It's a metaphor. God waited for it to look bad. You got to remember, they didn't have street lights. You got to remember, they didn't have automobiles. These jokers are walking to a city. And the only thing that's lighting up the night is where they hit it. Ah! And for some of you all, the only hope you got is that it ain't always going to be like this. 
The only hope you got is that where I'm headed looks better than where I am. The only hope you got is that there's some light ahead. And I came to prophesy to you 915. There's some light ahead for you. There's some light ahead for you. There's some light ahead for you. I know it may look dark right now, but there's some light ahead for you. Say, there's a light ahead for me. Say it. There's some light ahead for me. Say it. So as it began to get dark, they went to the Syrian camp. But when they got there, Stephanie, all this stuff they thought they were going to have to go to. We have to check in with this person. We have to do this. We have to do all of this. They might not. We may have to go to a judge. We may have to go to the king. We may have to do this. We may have to do all that. Wasn't nobody there. 915, please. Come on, we got to go. We got to go. When they got there, wasn't nobody there. Everything they thought, everything they thought they were going to have to go through, whoever's got a court case this week, everything you thought you were going to have to go through, Watch me. They ain't even going to show up. Who am I prophesying to? Everything they thought they were going to have to go through. Wasn't nobody there. I know that's not good English. That's good Southern English. Come on, touch somebody. Say, wasn't nobody there. That's good Southern English. Touch somebody else. Say, wasn't nobody there. Say, there was no opposition. (laughs) Say, there was no one to fight. There was no one to go against. There was nobody to block me or stop me. This is why I prophesied your shout earlier was about to give you victory for the next seven. Because ain't nobody going to be there. Ain't nobody going to be there. Ain't nobody going to be there. They won't be in your Monday. They won't be in your Tuesday. They won't be in your Wednesday. They won't be in your Thursday. They won't be in your Friday. They won't be in your Saturday. They won't. Ain't nobody there. Let's go. Let's go to the next verse. Help somebody text to you. Say the enemies you thought you'd face. Ain't nobody gonna be there. You're gonna get in the zoom because they've been talking a big talk. And when you get on there, they ain't even gonna show up. They're just gonna say, give them what they want. Give them what they want. Ready? Here's your shout. I know you said, Bishop, what have we been doing? You ain't done nothing yet. Somebody say, it's about to get real good. Right through here. Say it, right through here. The Lord, watch the Bible, had made. So even the Bible likes to beg, likes to pull from a little English that sounds a little uh, colorful. The Lord had made. You don't have to say had made. You just have to say made. Why, why does the Bible take the emphasis to put in a word that's unnecessary? Because God needs you to know that while you were in the dark, he had made. While you were like, God, I don't know if I can do it another day. He was like, hold on, baby. I'm knocking that sucker. Hold on, son. I'm, oh, oh God, touch somebody on the shoulder. Come here, come here. Touch somebody on the shoulder and do it like this and say, hold on. Just a little while longer. Don't quit, baby. I'm going to beat that head to the white meat. Don't stop, baby. I'm about to shut their mouths. Don't give up. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is about to. Joy is about to. Joy is about to. Joy is about to. Watch me. I was says, 
the Lord had made. The Lord had, let me tell you why I had you shout when we started the message. You didn't even recognize what you were doing. Let me tell you why I had you to do it. The Lord had made. Now remember I told you when you shouted earlier, your shout is like the shofar in the scripture. Calls things in order. Y'all remember? The Lord had made the Syrians hear what sounded like the advance of a large army with horses and chariots. You're not listening. So what did you just release about 30 minutes ago? You release what he's about to make them hear. You release what he's about to make your enemies hear. What's an enemy? Any person, place, thing, or idea that opposes your forward progress. When I shouted, God took my shout from 3590 Grape Street, took it to Atlanta, took it to every city, took it to every situation, took it to every person, took it to every place. The Lord had made the Syrians hear, which means, which means, look at me, I'm, I'll be wearing them like they're real. Like they're not prescription, they're fashion. I'll be taking them off, though. It's a preacher habit. Ready? Look at me. And then I'll be putting them on like when I look at the computer. It's the funniest thing. And I'll put them back on like I got to need them to read, like I need them to read. But the Lord had made. <laughs> he had made the Syrians hear what sounded like the advance of a large army with horses and chariots. Please listen to me. Say the Lord made them hear, the Lord made them hear. what wasn't there. Now remember, the situation they were in was because of the Syrians. So God said, I needed them for a moment to think that they got you. I needed them for a moment to think that I wasn't with you. Oh my God. I needed you for a moment to think I wasn't with you. Even with my own son, for a moment I turned my head. Even for my own son, for a moment it seemed like I was not with them. I just needed you to think I wasn't there with you for just a moment look at me come on Sam we gotta go we gotta go he said I just needed you to think for a moment for a moment I just needed you to think that I left you alone for a moment for a moment I just needed you to feel like I wasn't helping you just for a moment look at me you ready I said you ready verse 7 that evening, the Syrians fled. No, no, say right time. See, you're going to be in the right time at the right place. Because when did they start going towards the city? When it was dark. When did they hear the sound? When it was dark. So while it was dark and you couldn't see anything happening, God was still moving. So the moment they said, let's try, it might work, God said, bet. Let me walk over to this Syrian camp. I'm going to make y'all hear what's not there. I'm going to make you imagine what's not there. I'm going to make you fearful of them. I prophesied this over your life. Watch me. You were fearful of them. They're about to be fearful of you. They're about to fear you. The Bible says in 2 Chronicles 17 that the Lord caused fear to come amongst those that would come against Jehoshaphat. I pray for everybody connected to Harvest that over these next seven days, what was trying to come against you would fear you. They'll fear your name. They'll fear your influence. They will fear your God. That evening, we got to go. 
That evening, the Syrians had fled. See, there it is again, had fled. You don't have to say had fled. All you have to do is say fled. Why is he adding the had? He says, I want you to know that this was past tense. He says, you didn't see it, but it's already happened. Come on, 915, I really got to go, but I need you to get the revelation. Look at somebody say, you didn't see it, but it already happened. Come on, type that in the comments. You did not see this, but this already happened. The Syrians had fled, abandoning their tents, their horses, their donkeys, and leaving the camp just as it was. Okay, you missed your shout. They left it. God made them hear what wasn't there. And they leave everything. And for some of y'all, you're about to move into a furnished. I wish I had some people in this building that knew that this word was to us, Harvest. God's about to make somebody give. They abandoned their tents and their horses and their donkeys and they left it safe for me and my house. I know you're tired of shouting, but I don't care. I need you to shout when I count to three like you're about to walk into something somebody else left for you. One, two, three, go. Say, I'm springing out of stagnation. Look at verse 16. So the people of Samaria, is God's people, they rushed out. Why do I have you touched your neighbor so much? Why do I have you tell so much in the comments? Death and life in the power of the tongue, Proverbs 18, 21. Matthew 18, wherever two or three touch the green on anything, it shall be done for them. You ready? All right, just touch somebody on the shoulder close to you. Say, it's going to be a rush. You're going to get the call at 12. They're going to say, we need the paperwork by 1. Think I'm playing with you. First Samuel 3, 19. And the Lord was with the man of God and did not let one of his words fall to the ground. Come on, just touch them. Say, it's going to be a rush. So I need you to be ready. I need you to be ready. So they rushed out. Look at this next part. And they looted the Syrian camp. You know what looted means? They looked at everything they wanted and said, I'll take one of those, I'll take one of those, I'll take one of these, I'll take one of those. Let me get that up off of you. Let me have that too. Watch me. I got options that I didn't have before. I got resources I didn't have before. I got freedom I didn't have before. Please, one more time, say, I'm springing out of stagnation. And as the Lord had said, 10 pounds of the best wheat for 20 pounds. Did he buy it for them? No. What happened by this time tomorrow? They were able. Did he go to Syria for them? No. They had to do it. But when they got there, they got rich. I just saw this image, and it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. I just saw this image. Y'all remember the, the Lucky Charms little Marsh, or not Marsh, what they call them? Leprechaun. Y'all remember the leprechaun? Here's literally what I heard. When I stepped right here, here's what the Lord said. He said, you ready for this? Where they spring to, it's going to be like a rainbow with a treasure at the end. 
That's the craziest thing I've ever seen. He said, and the enemy wanted them stagnant so that they wouldn't do anything, so they wouldn't take any steps. But for some of you, your wealth is waiting. It's not, it's waiting. It's wait. It's just like this tree. They got these dollar bills, these hundred dollar bills. It's literally like it's waiting on you. Please lift your hands and worship God. We have to go in 915. Say, it's waiting on me. And I don't have time to go to this, but the Bible says, and that man that didn't believe, it was a stampede when the people were rushing into the city. So he got trampled to death. So for those who say, Bishop, I don't really believe it. That's okay. You don't have to. The rest of us are about to have praise reports. I said, the rest of us are about to have praise reports. And I bless that seed now in Jesus' name. Come on, stand with me. We got to go. Wow. Wow. By this time tomorrow, say, I will be able to do what I couldn't do today. Here's about eyes closed. We got to go. If you need to become a Christian, none of this applies to you if you're not saved. Secondly, if you give your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful. None of this applies to you. Thirdly, if you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand with God, but I, I want to be sure. None of this applies to you if you're not sure. You need to become a Christian for the first time. The gospel is the, the good news. Good news is the bad news is wrong. Say, he loves me. Look at how he's constantly taking care of us, his people. Four lepers who were supposed to die in their sickness who were supposed to always be ostracized, discovered one of the greatest victories. Look at me. It's a good time to be the one nobody expects. Look at me. Look at me. I don't even want to speak to you because I know what happens in your head. God, I don't really see this. I don't really know. You have an up moment, and then you have a really low moment. Wave at me if I'm talking to you. You have an up moment, then you have a, then you have a low moment. Look, look at me. That's human. That's natural. I wish I could tell you that every day you're going to walk out of here, I'm strong, I'm good, I'm good. God with me, God with me. You're going to have some moments like that. And then you're going to have some moments like, oh my God. You hate me. I know you do. You don't help me. You don't want me to have nothing. Where the honest people at, let's be honest. Woo! But he loves us. All day, every day. We need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord to be sure. In this building, slip your hand up when I count to three. Online, do the hand with your emoji. Say it's me. One, two, three. If that's you, hand up in the building. Online, do the hand with your emoji. Say it's me. Guys, we got to go quick. Everybody pray this for me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall, if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. I'm springing out of stagnation. I will not be stagnant, so I'll never get stuck another day of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, scan the QR code or text Harvest to 5549. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498 we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. 
Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.